Hi everyone, it's Leslin Keith here again with another research update flash briefing. I'm the Director of Research and President of the Board for the Lipedema Project, and I'd like to keep you abreast of the latest research of relevance to lipedema with these flash briefings. So today I'd like to tell you about a paper by researchers that were in Jordan, Australia, and Italy. So a really neat international collaboration. The paper is called The Difficulties in Emotional Regulation Among a Cohort of Females with Lipedema. And it was published in the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health in October 2022. So first, a little bit of definitions, because you, like me, may not even know what emotional regulation is. So I got a definition of emotional regulation from a paper from the Cornell University Research Program. If anybody wants a link to be able to look at that paper, let me know and I can send that to you. But they define emotional regulation as a person's ability to effectively manage and respond to an emotional experience. People unconsciously use emotional regulation strategies to cope with difficult situations many times throughout each day. So that was all from a quote from that paper. And in the paper, it goes on to further define emotional regulation for you by giving some examples of what would be healthy versus unhealthy strategies for emotional regulation. And so, for instance, they said that healthy strategies would be to talk with your friends, to exercise, to write in a journal, to meditate, stuff like that. But it would be unhealthy to deal with your emotions by abusing drugs or alcohol, to injure yourself, to become verbally or physically aggressive. And so if you want to know more about emotional regulation, that's also a nice paper. And let me know if you want to have access to that. And so going back to this study with that nice international collaboration, what the aim of this study was to investigate the difficulties that patients with lipedema may have with emotional regulation and anxiety compared to people who are healthy, who don't have lipedema. So the authors wanted this to do this study because it's often noted in the literature that patients with lipedema face difficulties on multiple fronts. And all of these issues could result in psychological disorders such as anxiety, depression, eating disorders, post-traumatic stress disorder, sometimes called PTSD. It could result in panic disorders. And so some of the specific challenges that they noted in the literature that women with lipedema experience are just a challenge to get diagnosed and then getting access to proper treatment once they have a diagnosis. And these are delays that can last up to several decades in some cases. And then also the difficulty with the seemingly unstoppable change in their body that can result in reduced mobility. It can impact the ability to work. It can impact the ability to care for themselves and their family, and they can't seem to control it. And then there might be an additional burden of severe pain on top of everything else. A lot of women suffer from the poor body image and lower self-esteem, as well as being stigmatized because of their weight. So all of these can lead to social isolation and emotional difficulties. So for this reason, the authors felt that this issue was important to study. So let's look at the 
participants that they had in this study. It was a cross-sectional study that assessed differences in emotional regulation and anxiety between two groups. So they had 26 participants in the lipedema group, and they also had 26 women who were age-matched but did not have lipedema to serve as the control group. They were called the healthy controls. So participants in the lipedema group were recruited at two different locations in Italy between April 2019 and January 2020. And in order to be included in the study, they had to have been diagnosed by a specialist at one of the locations, the San Giovanni Battista Hospital in Rome. And they also could be any stage of lipedema, but they couldn't have a current diagnosis or history of mental illness, use psychiatric medications, or have an acute health-threatening disease. Participants also could not have drug addiction. They could not be pregnant or currently breastfeeding. And the control group, they were also recruited at the same two clinics in Italy. And these participants had all the same exclusions to be in the study, but they also could not have a diagnosis of lipedema to be in that control group. So let's look at the assessments that were used for this study. The first assessment is The instrument is called the Difficulties in Emotional Regulation Scale. And this assesses emotional regulation across six domains. They looked at impulse control, goal-directed behavior, awareness, clarity, non-acceptance, and strategies. And there's 36 different items across those six domains. It's a self-report questionnaire. So you sit down with it and fill it out yourself. And if you have a higher score, it indicates that you have more difficulties with emotional regulation. Then there is also the Hamilton Anxiety Scale. And this is a previously used scale. And these same researchers did another study on vitamin D and its relationship to depression and anxiety. So they use this Hamilton Anxiety Scale with that other study of women with lipedema. And so this survey has two parts. The first part has items that relate to mood and behavior symptoms that are related to anxiety. And the second part is related to physical symptoms of anxiety. And once again, if you have higher scores on this scale, then it means you have higher levels of anxiety. So now let me tell you about the characteristics of the participants that were in the group. So as I said, they had two groups, one the lipedema group and one the healthy controls. And all of the women in the two groups were very well age matched. So the average age in both groups was 40 years. And of course, all the participants were female. In the lipedema group, they had a higher average BMI. They had a 30.5 BMI versus the healthy controls were 24.8 The average time that the lipedema group had the symptoms of lipedema was approximately eight and a half years, and all participants had lipedema in their legs, and 12 of the 26 women in the lipedema group also had lipedema in their arms. And this researching group used the three-stage model of lipedema, stage one, two, and three, whereas at Lipedema Simplified, we use a four-stage model. But using that three-stage model, they had 13 of the 26 participants were in stage one, seven were in stage two, 
and six were in stage three lipedema. Eight of the participants had actually undergone liposuction previously in their legs, but nobody in either group had been diagnosed with a psychological or cognitive impairment. So here are the results of the study, some of the findings that they had. Lipedema patients had more difficulty with emotional regulation and a higher level of anxiety than those without lipedema. And there was a significant positive relationship between BMI, anxiety, and emotional regulation. In other words, higher BMI was associated with more significant anxiety and more difficulty with emotional regulation. And there was a strong positive relationship between anxiety and all of the subscales used to assess emotional regulation. And all of the participants in the lipedema group had particular difficulty with problems with all the domains, but three especially in the six emotional regulation domains. And these were emotional clarity, non-acceptance of emotions, and emotional regulation strategies. They didn't have good, useful, healthy strategies. So difficulties in these areas remained even when it was adjusted for BMI, meaning that these difficulties were not driven by their weight. It was simply seemed to be linked to having lipedema. And very nicely, I thought in the paper, they also talk about suggestions for intervention. I mean, if this happens to you and and you have difficulty with emotional regulation, what can you do about it? And so they do make some suggestions for improving, you know, learning better emotional regulation skills. And so one intervention strategy is called mindfulness training, and it helps you learn skills in emotional clarity and awareness and acceptance of emotions. And it helps you train and you practice in having attention and acceptance. Two strategies they talked about specifically that would be used by a psychologist or a psychiatrist. One is called acceptance and commitment training, sometimes called ACT or ACT. And the other is called compassion-focused therapy or CFT. And both of these interventions help you to accept your emotions And they help you learn how to make a commitment to taking an appropriate action. And you learn healthy strategies to compassionately address these painful and complex emotions. So those are things that you can look into if you think you want to have help improving your emotional regulation skills. The authors did talk about some limitations that there were to this study. One was that there might have been a bias because the instruments were both self-report surveys. So it wasn't like a psychological professional was assessing each participant on these. Each participant was filling out the surveys themselves. And for that reason, they also talked about another difficulty might have been that the instruments require a certain um, higher level of cognitive ability and introspection. So in order to consider each of those items, you had to really be able to look into yourself and make an assessment. And so the authors suggest that maybe another tool that can allow for varying levels of cognitive ability might be useful to get maybe a wider range. And for a future study, they also recommend assessing pain levels associated with what's going on in the lipedema group. And also comparing the lipedema group with other chronic disorders, such as, for instance, fibromyalgia, instead of using a healthy control. 
So that might also give us more information. But here are some conclusions that the authors came to with this study. They say that these results suggest that patients with lipedema may have significant difficulties in describing and understanding their emotions. And having an ability for emotional processing is really important to be able to cope with emotions. Authors also pointed out that various previous studies have shown that impulsiveness has been linked to obesity and weight gain, but the emotional regulation issues in this study seem to be not linked to the participant's actual weight. So it's something perhaps individual to a diagnosis of lipedema. And so for these reasons, they really urge healthcare providers who work with the lipedema population to look at the psychological issues that their patients may be facing and to make sure that they're given the appropriate referrals for help. I had an additional takeaway from this study because one thing that they talked about in this study was that if you have difficulty with emotional regulation and anxiety, one of the things you have difficulty is impulse control. And this may have impact on you if you were wanting to use a particular eating plan to address your lipedema symptoms and you really are, you know, invested, want to do it, but you still have difficulty adhering to it. Well, it may be because if you have difficulties with emotional regulation, you have some issues with impulse control. And now you're faced with a temptation of a favorite food that might be off of your chosen eating plan. And so it's hard for you to stick to it. And so I think that's an important um, thing that we like to address here at Lipedema Simplified. And so often you can find free webinars and classes and programs that help you with those types of skills, learning how to recognize and accept and regulate your emotions. This is very important to be able to improve your quality of life. So be sure to check out what programs we might be offering at Lipedema Simplified. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another research update flash briefing. Hi there, this is Catherine Sayo with a very quick and exciting announcement. Just to let you know, our three-day event, Heart to Heart, is coming up March 31st, April 1 and 2. Make sure you don't miss it. We have speakers coming from all over the world and an amazing schedule for interaction with all of the community. It's going to be spectacular. Go to lipedema-simplified.org and be sure to click the link to get more information. And we'll see you there.